When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We're going to talk some tennis right now because it all concluded last night at Melbourne Park. The Australian Open has provided non-stop drama for the past couple of weeks and it has finally come to an end with a dream finish for Irina Sabalenka and a dominant 10th Australian Open win for Novak the Joker Doc Djokovic. David Mustard is a former pro tennis player and he's currently down at the courts ready to crack into some coaching so we won't hold him for any longer. Morning, David. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I think I'll be on hold with the coaching side. It's, it's uh, <laughs> rainy again just for a change in Auckland. Gee, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, mate. Hey, are you doing okay? Not much damage Damage where you're, where you're situated at the moment? Oh, the Hearn Bay Rackets Club is um, um, out of bounds at the moment because they had a... Uh, uh, water damage through the gym and what have you onto the carpet and what have you so at the moment it's closed so they've got an assessor coming in to have a, a nosy at that so no it's not it's not great for the club but at least the tennis mm. courts are usable when it's fine but yeah no that's uh, it hasn't been easy out there for a lot of people with this all this rain so but over in over in melbourne it's um the weather's been you know re- relatively mild for, for for melbourne to be honest over the last couple or two or three weeks yeah, and it's raining Australian Opens for Dokovic. Do, do we begin, uh, David, to think that he's a bit of a, a goat now, that he's got 10 under his belt? Well, it was interesting when they did the speeches, uh, you know, at the end last night, which I stayed up for. Um, you know, Sitsipas goes, he, he basically said um, to everybody out there, he said, uh, I believe Sitsipas is the greatest player ever, the goat. Um, which was was quite an honour for Sitsipas to come forward and say that. But if you look at all the stats, mm. you know that he's that he's now achieving. And remember, he's only thirty five. Um, some of the they're predicting that he could win another three slams. You know, you would have to have to say that pretty much the stats are saying that he is the goat on that front. You know, whether you take in you know personality and you take in um, likability by the public or whatever, I guess that's another side of it all. But on the stats. You you really would have to say that he's uh, he's pretty much there now. Twenty two slams, tenth Australian Open, now number one in the world again. And a lot of play, a lot of uh, you know the older players are saying this this guy's superhuman. He's um, he's from another planet. Um, it, it is quite amazing when you know thinking about that he was uh, very close to pulling out supposedly with a with a hamstring tear. So you played the game, David, and you got a real understanding of what's involved. What is the marker for you when you come and try and name who the greatest of all time? Like a lot of people love coming out with their own opinions on on who it is and why, but for you, what is the marker? Um, 
I think I think a lot of it, you know, I think Grand Slams is very important. Um, I think consistency over a period of time is important, and and you know, clocking up the number of wins in a row, which which Djokovic got some amazing numbers. You know, the players also go over one thousand events, which are one tier under the um, under the Grand Slams. That's a, another counter that comes in. Um, and you know, and he's and he's only thirty five years of old of age, and you know, and he's lost some slams as well. He's he really his stats now are really adding up, and and he's close to taking the Grand Slam, which he hasn't done. The only person to to do that officially was twice was uh, was Labor, but that was a whole different era. Um, yeah, I think that. But but you know, when you look at someone like Federer, because obviously he's in the mix, and you got Nadal in the mix, and what have you. You know, all the players, even in this era, have all pretty much stated that the most gifted all-round player was always Federer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but then again, you go, well, you classify what, what is gifted. I mean, I've never seen anybody, you know, in my tennis years who can return the serve. You know, Agassi was known for it, but Djokovic, his returning ability is phenomenal. Um, you, you always feel like you have to do something extra against him, um, and that's what sits the best down as well. I mean, sits the best had his had his had his possibilities, you know, in the in the final. But Djokovic just returns well. He just hangs in tough. Um, you know, he doesn't he he doesn't make as many errors, and when he when he needs to rise, he rises. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that evaluates it for you. But you know, personality wise, he hasn't always fitted with a lot of people. Um, I think he's got a lot better over the years. Um, I I think he he does some really good stuff for for charity. He does a lot of good stuff for all sorts of things like that, as Federer does, as Nadal does. So, you know, there are a number of things, and um, I would have loved Federer been to, You know, he was my favourite, and in, in, and obviously yeah. the, in the the past. But that, that's it, really. I mean, well, I well, think Jock the services that have anything to do with it, David. With the with the services, uh, we know Rafa will be the greatest, the king of clay. I, I, I get a sense that Novak and particularly Federer, they were very, very good on all sorts of surfaces. So was Nadal, but the impact they had on all different surfaces and arenas was probably more than than Nadal. Yeah, well, Nadal was a clay, a clay court specialist as such, as you call it, but. You know, um, Federer's won that, Djokovic has won that, but consistency-wise on clay, you know, you'd have to give that goat if that was part of it. And, and it was a clay goat, which he... That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it, clay goat? Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> but anyway, hey, you'd have to hey. say on clay, he's, he's the one on that. But, you know, when, mm. you, when you just come up with a number of Djokovic, 10 grand slams on, yeah. you know, on the surface that... Australia is pretty pretty phenomenal, really. Uh, so. Look, David, you know he's the jock is he's cruised through the tournament. He's been taken to two tiebreakers by um, Titsipas. Like, is there anyone coming through? If you're going to say he's going to win another three Grand Slams, that's actually going to challenge him. Uh, yeah, I think I think there is. I think um, you know it's like. Again, the commentators last night were mentioning Curios, but Curios is up and down like a yo-yo, to be honest. But the thing is, you need, but but you know, and but yet again, he does some amazing stuff, and he comes out and he's talented and all this sort of thing. And there are a lot of players that have a lot of talent. But you've got to have complete and be able to do it on a consistent basis. 
you know, if you have a big serve and you can get three points on that, even though Djokovic returns well, it is an incredibly important weapon because it sets up your next phase, you get three points, okay? So there are some players, I'm telling you, at different times, you know, Djokovic will have his level slightly drop and someone will be able to have a great day and be able to do that. And, the, and you know, Medvedev in times could possibly do it. Since the past, you know, has beaten Djokovic three times at the last five, six times he's lost to him. You know, and he was very close to him in the French Open a couple of years ago, you know, two sets up and what have you. So there are, you know, there's room, there's... Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of young players that 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 will be able to push. And remember, Sitsipas in his speech said he makes you become a better player because you are competing. You realise what the level and the bar has been risen. So therefore, the players will come up, and it will only be a matter of time with age and what have you that these players will start beating him at different times. And once that happens, he may not be around. He may decide that that's not what he wants to do. But but there are oh. there are players out there, a lot of American players coming through who are who are getting better and better. So the level, the bar's coming and I think that's due to Djokovic, Better and Nadal, they've all created a different bar for these players to meet and they will meet it. I've been watching uh, the Netflix series Breakpoint, and I've been witnessing oh, yeah, a man. few up and coming talented players coming through well, Carlos Fritz. Alvarez, Taylor Fritz and and, and the future that he holds and him beating him at Indian Wells with a broken foot was uh, phenomenal. Do you is that a fair summation of what it is like for the life of a tennis player that Netflix show? Um, I mean it's always fuzzied up a little bit. As yeah. they do, <laughs> um, but I mean, but that's all. You know, we look at that and we go, yes, everybody has their own levels of, of mental stress and what have you. And you know, let's face it, you know, you you arrive, you you, you travel there, you stay in the most amazing hotels, but you know, you need to have your routine, all that sort of stuff. And there's pressures that that comes with all that sort of stuff. But you know, something, um, you know, after I did that years ago but not at that level but I touched it um, it's interesting because you then look back and you go you know you were actually very honoured to be able to do that um, and you know it's an honour to put it, you know they say it's an honour to be able to, to have the ability to or, or the, to be able to face pressures and what have you so what you're seeing there is you're seeing that a lot of them have mental you know stuff that's going on in their lives. I mean, look at the Marty Fish uh, Untold, if you saw that one on Netflix, um, about how stressful it can be for a number of reasons. Often the stress is put on by yourself, not just the, the public out there. Um, yes, it's a very glamorous life, but yes, it also can be a very, very lonely life, you know? Um, yeah, it, it's hard to explain all that because it looks it looks pretty cool on the outside when you're at that level, you know, in, in that sort of ripsy environment. But yes, it's not an easy. So I'm waffling a little bit here, but it's quite hard to explain um, what understand. that's like because yeah. there's levels. Yeah, yeah, I can understand it. You get a sense it is a, a lonely sport, and you, you see the positive and, and the nice sides of of individual sport. But I've got a lot of appreciation. I played team sport, so you can rely on your teammates to come through and help you. Well, when it's just you out on that court, there's no one else, and I can understand why they constantly spray their team box and, and yell at the coaches and, and yeah, I, don't, I didn't them. understand that though. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, did you see that when Djokovic was going off at Goran and in the speech at the end, 
he said, you know, they, they have got to put up with me. Da-da-da. And Gora's going, yeah, looking skyward and going, yeah. Mate, I had no idea what I did wrong, but for some reason I wore the whole of your stress. Got to blame life. someone. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so yes, look, it's like that. It's it's such a fine line on all that stuff. Um, but it was it's what it makes makes it exciting and interesting to to everybody. Um, so yeah, everybody has their own opinions on it. Um, I just think incredible amount of stress on them. But I think I'd love to have that stress when I've earned. $168 million in prize money, and that's only a tenth of what I've earned. I think I, think I would cope with it first. I'd do it for half that, honestly. Well, anyway. you're pretty close, mate. You're living in the uh, the beautiful part of the world in Herne Bay, so you're playing Tennessee. You must be close. <laughs> we'll let you go, David. We'll let you go, mate. We really appreciate your time all talking right. all things tennis, the Aussie Open, Djokovic winning his 10th. Australian Open. We appreciate your time and all the best with the clean-up, mate. Hope you can get some normality back. Thanks, Dan. Remember, as I said the other day, the ball's in your court. <laughs> <laughs> the ball is in our court, for sure. Take care, mate. Have a good day. There is David Mustard talking tennis. He's a former tennis player, so he understands what it's like to be on tour, and it is a lonely sport, and uh, well, I um, love that break point. I hope that they come out. I know the Formula 1 drive survived. The first season was kind of the other side. Not saying the minnows, but the, the not known names that were part of the, the driving world. And then the next season, we got the big names. So hopefully we can get an inside look to what Novak and what Rafa and the preparation that is involved for them to go on and, uh, and do what they do to be considered to be one of the greatest of all times. That was David Mustard talking Aussie Open.